Welcome to this month's special programming series, Focus on Cancer, on ReachMD XM157. The Women's Health Initiative suggested that there was slight increased risk of breast cancer in women taking hormone replacement therapy. But is this the whole story? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Michael Benson, your host. Our guest today is Dr. Leon Spiroff. He is a professor of obstetrics and gynecology at the Oregon Health and Sciences University in Portland. His book, Clinical Gynecologic Endocrinology and Infertility, has now been published in its seventh edition. He has served as department chair of obstetrics and gynecology at both the Oregon Health and Sciences University as well as Case Western Reserve University. Welcome, Leon. We're pleased to have you on the show. Thank you. What is the most important unanswered question about hormones and breast cancer? The most unimportant answered question is this one, and we're talking about postmenopausal hormone therapy and the risk of breast cancer. Do the epidemiologic data reflect a slightly increased risk of breast cancer, or are the data consistent with an impact of hormone therapy on tumors that are already there? on pre-existing tumors. Now, the WHI, the Women's Health Initiative, found an increased risk of breast cancer significant in the fifth year of exposure. This is typical of what many, many case control and cohort studies have told us. WHI certainly did not disagree in this area. I thought the degree of risk actually was rather small, though, on the order of 25%. That's true. But when you think about how many women take hormone therapy and then you apply it to the public in general, you end end up with substantial numbers. But here's the problem. Since 1997, we have known that epidemiologic studies find this increased risk, small one but real. We've also known that hormone users who develop breast cancer have better outcomes, that they have a reduced risk of dying of breast cancer compared to women who develop breast cancer and don't use hormones. That always struck me as a paradox. How can a study tell you that if you use hormones, you have an increased risk of breast cancer, and at the same time say, yes, but you have a reduced risk of dying of breast cancer? It turns out there's a very good explanation. First of all, hormone users have more mammograms, so there might be earlier detection. When that became apparent, then the studies focused on breast cancers only detected by mammography. And we now have nearly 20 studies documenting that hormone users who develop breast cancer have lower grade, lower stage disease, less aggressive disease, better differentiated estrogen receptor positive tumors. And that, to me, appears to be the answer to the paradox. If you have hormone therapy affecting tumors that are already there. This would produce earlier detection with better outcomes. So let's go back to the epidemiologic data. There are some characteristics that strike you. First of all, every study that finds an increase in breast cancer finds it quickly. Now, when we talk quickly, we don't mean months, but we mean a few years. And you have to appreciate that it takes 10 years for a breast cancer malignant cell to become clinically detectable, seven years to become detectable by mammography. That's a relatively slow process. The WHI found it in five years. A lot of studies find it in two years, some even in one year. It's fast. 
Secondly, every study finds the increased risk associated with hormones only in current users. Once you stop the hormone therapy, the risk goes back to baseline. Now, when you add that to lower-grade, lower-stage disease, better outcomes, all of that suggests earlier detection of pre-existing tumors. The current thinking of breast cancer is that it originates in a mutation in stem cells. Those stem cells have to differentiate into adult-type cells. That's why it takes so long for tumors to emerge clinically. Well, those cells do not become hormonally sensitive until they are adult-type cells. So biologically, it's essentially impossible for hormone therapy to be causing breast cancer. And it's far more likely that what's happening is an impact on pre-existing tumors. So let's go back to the WHI. The WHI has published an update. Here's a problem. They discovered that the placebo group in the estrogen progestin arm of the WHI differed compared to the treatment arm in breast cancer risk factors. Now, why in the world would that be? Because with this huge trial and randomization, it should have balanced. The only thing they say in their discussion is, this is a puzzle, and indeed it is. They ended up having to adjust for those differences, something you only do usually in case control and cohort studies. When they did that, the increased risk in the WHI, estrogen progestin arm, was no longer statistically significant. Look at the estrogen-only arm. There was no increase in breast cancer in the estrogen-only arm. In fact, in the women who were adherent to estrogen for five or more years, the women who didn't drop out, there was a statistically significant reduction. Now, unfortunately, many clinicians responded to the WHI. They compared the estrogen-only arm to the estrogen-progestin arm, and they said, "Uh uh-huh, Breast cancer is due to the progestational agent. Let me tell you why you can't do that. In order to compare these two arms and make clinical decisions, the women in the two arms of the study would have to be nearly identical, and they're far from it. The women in the two arms were so different, especially in cardiovascular risk factors and breast cancer, that you cannot compare those two arms and make clinical conclusions. So let me raise a new thought in your mind, in the listeners' minds. The conventional wisdom has been that exposure to hormones increases the risk of breast cancer and that the progestational agent is harmful. Let me raise the new thought that the exposure to the combination of estrogen and progestin is actually beneficial. A year ago at the World Congress of Menopause, the French presented a cohort study in which they found no increase in breast cancer with progesterone and an increase with estrogen and synthetic progestational agents. So they were arguing that progesterone was better, was safer. They found the increase with synthetic progestational agents with less than one year of exposure. There's no way that can cause breast cancer. But what if that more potent progestational agent was causing an impact on pre-existing tumors that led to earlier detection? And let me give you some more evidence. In a Kaiser cohort study, The only reduction in dying in mortality due to breast cancer and hormone users was in the estrogen-progestin group, not in the estrogen-only group. Study after study finds earlier detection of breast cancer in women on estrogen and progestin, and we're talking about lower-grade, lower-stage estrogen receptor-positive disease. If you have just joined us, you are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. 
I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson, and my guest is Dr. Leon Spiroff, Professor of Obstetrics and Gynecology at the Oregon Health and Sciences University in Portland. We are discussing the effect of exogenous hormones on the risk for development of breast cancer. So I have a question for you. Are you saying that exogenous uh, hormone replacement therapy in the menopause brings out an established cancer faster for earlier detection and improved outcome? That's exactly what I'm saying. Let's go back to the past year with all the publicity from the reports that said that the prevalence of breast cancer in America decreased, paralleling the decrease in prescriptions for hormone therapy. And so the argument was, obviously, you're taking away the cause of breast cancer. Well, once again, they found that quickly. Even the authors of those reports said that what was likely happening was that tumors that were not big enough yet to be detected stopped growing when the women stopped using the hormone therapy. And the real concern now is when you follow those women down the road, will those tumors emerge as higher stage, higher grade disease with worse outcomes? Like in the next five years? Yes. The other side of the coin is in Geneva, Switzerland where the peak incidence of hormone therapy shifted to a younger age group around age 62, all because of estrogen receptor positive disease in hormone users. And finally, let me add one last piece of evidence from the molecular biology world. When you look at gene activation and expression, you compare estrogen progestin therapy to individuals without hormone therapy. The women on estrogen progestin have better survival And the genes that are activated are the genes involved in normal cell repair and cell regulation and differentiation. There are two progesterone receptors, A and B, and it has now been demonstrated that if you have a ratio of A to B where A is in excess, that ratio is associated with aggressive poorly differentiated tumors. Women on estrogen and progestin change the ratio by increasing the B receptor and lowering the A receptor, a change that is associated with better differentiated, better outcome tumors. I do want to ask about oral contraceptives in breast cancer because we've been really focusing on the fact that hormone replacement therapy in the menopause can cause the development of already established but low-grade tumors. What about oral contraceptives uh, prior to the onset of menopause. What effect, if any, do they have on cancer, breast cancer? The best studies find no increase in breast cancer associated with oral contraceptives. There are a few studies that found in very young women under the age of 35 a very small increase, only in current users. The same phenomenon is observed with pregnancy. And so these two are examples of hormones affecting tumors that are already there, bringing them to earlier detection. And where are we now? What would you tell a woman, or what should our listeners tell women who are worried about starting hormone replacement therapy in the menopause? Oh, it increases your risk, but you're less likely to die? I can't answer the unanswered question. Today, we don't know if there's a real increase, small, but real increase in risk, or are we seeing the effect on pre-existing tumors? You think about it, that's a hard question to answer. I believe that the knowledge is sufficient, that it is appropriate to offer patients what I call the alternative explanation, that we may be seeing the effect on pre-existing tumors, and in fact, hormone users have earlier detection 
and better outcomes. So that one can say with a fair degree of confidence. The evidence is very consistent on lower-grade, lower-stage disease and better outcomes in hormone users. And adding progesterone? I believe the evidence indicates that there's a better response with the combination of estrogen and progestin, a better differentiating response of pre-existing tumors with better outcomes. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Leon Spiroff, Professor of Obstetrics and Gynecology at the Oregon Health and Sciences University in Portland. We have been discussing the effect of exogenous hormones on the risk for development of breast cancer. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson. You have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions through our website at ReachMD.com, which now features our entire medical show library and on-demand podcasts. Be safe. Be informed. Thank you for listening. Listen all month as ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals, as we feature a special series, Focus on Cancer.